0: And good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with the late Patty Fink, and Josh is on the board. Uh, Our guest today is Avery Bellew. um, Two interesting things about her. She entered Bright Divinity School as a gay Christian man, and she graduated Bright Divinity School as a Jewish woman. That's awesome. But that does have something to do with our discussion today. She's also the regional director of the South Central Region of Lambda Legal. Avery, are you there?
1: I am. Hello.
0: And welcome. Before um, we get going, I do want to mention it is Pledge Drive. Josh's are standing by, uh, but Josh's are saying, you know, it's so much easier when you just uh, pick up your computer. If you're listening on computer, you're there already. Go to knon.org and uh, hit the Pledge Now button. All of the pledge premiums will come up. You know, things like our T-shirts. And, uh, Patty, last week we were talking, look behind you. You are going to be so disappointed. The women's cut T-shirt on the left over there, it's not in pink.
2: Oh, I just, the whole women's cut thing, I just have to, But it was in pink. Well, yeah, so at least we get rid of the damn pink. If you would like get to get me started, if you would like to call
0: and make your pledge to uh, KNON, we just got our results from our F- February pledge drive. We did really well. Awesome, we uh, have great listeners. We, we do, and the reason it's so important this time again is because of the pandemic. Uh, KNON is funded by two things, basically: uh, your pledges and um, um, oh, our events. <laughs> and our events have been canceled because of the pandemic uh, for the last year. Uh, So we really do need uh, the support of our listeners to keep us going. And so far it's worked because our listeners have been great. Uh, If you'd like to call in and have Josh do the typing, Josh is looking at me like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like typing today. No, no, no. He's happy to do it. Um, Call 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Uh, and uh, Josh will take your pledge. Avery, uh, we talked this week because the, the bathroom bills, I mean the trans athlete bills, are moving through the legislature. And I'm calling them the bathroom bills because that's basically all they are. It's a new version right. of harassment.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. You know, um, so here in Texas, and some of your listeners have probably heard this before, but I'll repeat it for some who may not have, this session, um, we saw over 30 bills filed that were anti-LGBT in some form.
0: You and know, I have some- a theory about that. They did that because that? once they solved the problem with the electric grid, um, they had nothing else to do. So let's do trans stuff. Uh, because <laughs> That's every- right. They were
1: just twiddling their thumbs, right, because we had the electric grid all figured out evidently.
0: Right, right. Um, so,
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So they got busy drafting anti-trans bills. And so the vast majority of those bills here in Texas that that were anti-LGBT were targeted at trans folks, specifically trans youth. We can unpack that together. But I think the other important thing to say, obviously, we're really concerned about Texas, but nationally, as to how this fits into kind of a national picture, there were over 250 anti-LGBT bills filed in the 2021 legislative session across states. Across the,
0: country. across the country and in how many states out of how many states uh were those 200 bills
1: so i uh, 200, yeah 250 and that's a really great question as to how the the variation of which states had them and which did not that's a, a great question i don't have that stat in front of me um the number tells you about kind of the scope it was it was across the country and you know many states which we would expect and some we have not seen anti-trans bills than before um the other thing I would say is that thus far, because we're still in legislative sessions in many states, 17 have actually been enacted into law.
2: That's scary.
1: That It is scary, and it's huge, because just to contrast the prior years so folks can understand what a difference this is, in 2018, we had two anti-LGBT bills, anti-LGBT bills passed into law in states, seven in 2019 and four in 2020. So this year already, we're not done yet, we've had 17 passed and signed into law
0: well one of the bills uh and this was a trans athlete bill uh died in the texas house committee just this week right
1: so right so some have some have died in committees we did have one resurrected recently which perhaps you've seen some of the kerfuffle around that uh this last weekend where where a bill was resurrected by a lawmaker and a really uh, a democrat unfortunately from houston in a way that was really egregious uh as a uh, political maneuvering because the bill he had supported had been rejected, and I'm sure you've seen the, the information about that. A lot of folks were in, in Austin yesterday, in fact, because of that. Um, so the kind of bucket, which you've probably heard about, is we have these bills that would prohibit trans youth from participating in sports. That's one category. And then we have a category that would, would criminalize providing gender-affirming care to transgender minors, minors. That's the other big kind of bucket. And That's just evil. A ...category because religious refusals.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so um, explain each of them. Uh, transports means what? It's one thing to just call yeah. it a transports bill, but what would it actually do?
1: Yeah. So these bills would say that transgender youth cannot participate in sports as the gender that they know themselves to be, as the fact that they know themselves to be. and. You know, what's really so egregious about these bills is it's trying to address a problem that doesn't actually exist. You know, the argument from the people who are filing these bills and writing these bills are that that trans folks are, you know, this is an affront to women because trans folks are excelling at sports and create, have an unfair advantage. The reality is we don't have any examples of trans people who have in any way excelled in sports in a way beyond... Uh, other people um, of their same gender uh, and have, you know, edged those folks out of the competition. We don't have any examples. This is out there. It's not real. Um, so this is a made-up problem. And much like the bathroom bill was, so I, I appreciate your analogy, Gabe, but I think <laughs> exactly what's up. Much like the bathroom bill, this is a made-up issue. This is not an actual problem. And what I would say is so dangerous about this is it's trans kids that are getting caught in the crosshairs of this. Um because uh, really what sports participation is about, according to the research, right, is that it's an opportunity for young people to learn important life skills, to learn how to work as part of a group, how to excel part- towards a goal. And so by by proposing that trans kids should not be able to participate in that um, is robbing them of an opportunity to learn those important life skills. And what is true is that trans kids deserve to have full access to, and participate fully in everything that um, is in front of them at school. They have a right to do that, and it's important for their physical and their mental well-being for them to be able to fully participate. And that's really what this is about, is making sure that trans kids can do that, and these bills are trying to say they shouldn't. Um, and just for context, seven of those bills have been signed into law. And, uh, and so in those states
0: right in now- In seven Arkansas, states.
1: Yeah, in seven states, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Montana, and West Virginia.
0: Okay. And so do we know how many kids that actually affects or?
1: Yeah, numerically, I mean, I would say between all the states and we think across the country, um, we're looking at thousands of young people Hmm. um, that this impacts.
0: Um, Before the show, you and I were talking a little bit and you said, um, you know, trans people in sports is kind of like short people in sports. If Patty were to, um, were on her uh, high school basketball team. And I was, and I I was indeed. Now for people who don't know Patty, Patty Patty is height challenged. (laughs) Um, Did she have a right to sue her school for putting tall people on the basketball team?
1: Yeah, no, right? I think. I mean, did you, Patty? What do you think? <laughs> um,
2: no. Um, actually, as long as they passed me the ball, I was cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So this, this conversation around trans people having an unfair advantage um, by just by virtue of being trans is, you know, we can go into the science of this, but it, it's just really ridiculous. Because once we start talking about characteristics that may give someone an unfair advantage, yeah, we... We have to start talking about everybody. We have to start talking about all bodies, mm-hmm. whether they're cisgender or trans bodies. And what, how do we deal with what might be considered an advantage? And then when does an advantage become unfair? So be- that's all stuff we because, have to
0: Because, you know, Josh, uh, who came out of the womb gay, um, he wanted to be a, a linebacker on his high school football team. And he's shaking his head going, I don't even know what a linebacker is. <laughs> Would he have had the right to sue because some of the other linebackers were a lot bigger than he was?
1: Right, right, exactly. So these are all the questions that are presented by this ridiculous sort of sort of bill. And I think the important thing to say, because you're seeing it all across the country, what's important for your listeners to know is that this is part, this and the gender, the bill that we're going to talk about in a moment around gender-affirming care, this is part of a coordinated, collaborative task on transgender kids. It's coordinated by the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, that organization many of us know that the Southern Poverty Law Center designates as a hate group, with good reason. And they have created and crafted these bills, which is why in so many states the bills read so similarly, because there are variations on a theme from this and a few other organizations that are, are coordinating an attack on France kids so this is a very coordinated strategic attack this is not kind of a you know uh a coincidence that they're across all these things this is coordinated uh, and and there is collaboration that's happening
0: and, um, and i want to i want you to tell us why you think this coordination is happening and what the purpose of it is uh, if there is one but before we do i do need to remind everybody it is pledge drive the number to call is 9726471893 That's Um, 972-647-1893. KNON was picked the best music station for 2020 by the Dallas Observer uh, and was picked as the 2020 Survivor of the Year by Fort Worth Weekly. Uh, So your pledge is how we survive, and we do need you to give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or go online to knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. If you hit the Pledge Now button, what you can do is you'll see all of the um, uh, pledge premiums that we have. Uh, and uh, you can see the different T-shirts that we have. In the dish. Uh, we have a baseball shirt for um, uh, for spring season and uh, caps. And do we have the apron still? I don't see the apron on the list right now. Um um, 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 but uh, oh, the K&ON Big Thunder tote bag, it's a 13 by 15 tote bag. That's for a $35 pledge. Our t-shirts are mostly for a $50 pledge. The concert folding chair, as events start happening again this summer, uh, those KNON concert folding chairs uh, are for a $100 pledge. So give us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Um, we're talking to Avery Bellew. She is the um, uh, the regional director of the South Central Region of Lambda Legal, which is the largest national organization fighting for the rights of the LGBT community. Um, so, Avery, what is the point of this coordinated effort? What kind of a threat are, uh, are trans people?
1: Well, I mean, as a trans woman, I would say we're not a threat at all. Uh, so, and I think uh, particularly of you know, these bills, most of them are targeting trans kids. I mean, these are young people we're talking about, young people who are just trying to do the everyday thing that all young people do, go to school, figure themselves out, plot their future, um, you know, learn, play, um, and these bills are, are really attacking the most vulnerable of the trans community, which is trans kids, and I think that makes them especially egregious. Um... Why is this happening? I mean, that's such a good question. I'd love to hear you all take on that, too. I mean, I will say what I think is happening here is a combination of a couple things. One, uh, and you and I were talking about this day before we got on the, the phone today, that um, yes, there is greater visibility of trans people. Um, I think a lot of people who didn't even know what trans people, who trans people were five, six years ago, all of a sudden have woken up and go, oh, trans people are a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's been awesome. And that's because of, you know, the media and the Internet. And, you know, we've had this what some people have termed a trans revolution. And so that's awesome in a lot of ways. Um, With that increasing visibility, I think um, it is a common thing for scapegoats to be identified Mm -hmm. in any society uh, as a means for channeling anxiety and angst. And I think transgender people are very unfortunately one of the favorite scapegoats um, of folks who are anxious and worried
2: and fearful. Well, I do think I do, uh, think, a lot of I, I do th- agree with you there, but I think that it's um, it's also a, a, a method of consolidating political power. Um, I, I think there are a lot of um, white Republicans who are very feel very threatened. By changing demographics over the years, and it's just increasing by the day, and they're not attracting people of color. Uh, young people, more young people are leaving the church. Um, there there are less people involved in, in church going and, and formal worship um, in this country than there were, than there was, you know, in, in past years. And I think it's an effort to do exactly what you said scapegoat, because I've never known um, the, the the very white party, <laughs> the Republicans, to not have a scapegoat. For many years, it was gay people. Mm-hmm. In the yep. early 2000s, it was gay people, and they started doing constitutional amendments to ban marriage, and we had super and state constitutions, and we had all those things. And now that we have marriage equality, I think they've turned the gun and pointed it head-on at trans people and they're going to exercise their power in such a way that they can suppress, and diminish, and really erase trans people from from the United States landscape. And I think that's their intent. And while doing that, they are consolidating power together against trans people as a scapegoat. Yeah, I think, I think. it's
1: a brilliant point, Betty. And I think, um, you know, what, I think that speaks to it, David, but you and I were saying earlier which is what does this moment call for? And I think for us, as progressive people and as LGBTQ people, what this moment calls for is for us to link arms really tightly because the thing that concerns me, I will be honest with both of you, is that this is a very coordinated attack on the far right. And they are unified in that attack. I will say the thing that concerns me amongst progressives is we have not had enough time, I would say, for folks to, to fully kind of understand what we say when we say a transgender young people, you know, when we say a transgender youth, when we say trans people. Who are we talking about? What, what does it mean to be trans? There's still um, not enough clarity and education amongst many of us that I've seen some kind of wavering amongst some progressives, unfortunately. You know, like on the trans athlete belt to go, huh, maybe, maybe these conservatives have a point or two. <laughs> Um, And that is really our weakness because um, they are coordinated. And so we're not coordinated and we're not fully on the same page.
0: And um, Avery, Avery, we need to take a break. Um, We're going to talk about that more uh, right after this break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. Avery Bellew from Lambda Legal is with us today, and we'll be back with more right after this. And this is Lambda Weekly. You know, Patty, uh, she was just talking about the diversity of the music that we have on. So I sometimes do the Jewish Music Hour, which precedes Lambda Weekly. Yes, I know. And last week, um, because I like different genres of Jewish music, um, if it's in Hebrew, I figure it's Jewish music. So I found some yodeling in Hebrew for last week. Oh, my.
2: Wow. (laughs) That is special.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when they say you're going to hear things you don't hear anywhere else— Yeah, I bet there's not another radio station that ever played yodeling in Hebrew Mm -hmm. from a record from Israel. Um, This is Pledge Drive here at KNON. Uh, uh, If you give us a call at 972-647-1893, you're helping to keep the oldest, longest running gay and lesbian and transgender and bisexual and questioning and queer and allied Uh, radio show on anywhere in the world as far as we can trace. Uh, we've been on for 30, it's coming up 38 years.
2: August of 1983. Uh-huh. We were one of the first original shows to air when K&ON went on the air as a, a stage. There's
0: six shows from, uh, six original shows from that day when we first went on the air, or that week. Uh, and we're one of those six. And help keep us that way, because if we're not getting pledges, we're not going to be here 38 years or not. Uh, they might give us one pledge drive leeway, but... We got to keep our. Uh, we we got to keep it going. And so when, give, give us a call
2: 972-647-1893. And one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a sustaining donor. Um, and it's pretty easy. You call the station. You can call here. You can um, send us an email, um, and um, let us know that you want to do a a monthly donation, uh, by credit card or debit card or directly as a checking or savings draft off your account. Um, and we'll have a sustaining monthly donation from you that helps keep KNON going month after month. And just imagine if we had enough sustaining donors to meet our monthly costs. Our monthly costs um, every month are um, $63,000. So if we had $63,000 worth of sustaining pledges, we wouldn't need to do pledge drive um, for very long, if at all. Um, so you can do that by giving us a call. 1893. I can't believe I just it, I just went. Yeah, blank. everybody makes fun
0: of me because I can't
2: remember the number. Twenty years, in more than twenty years, I've been doing this show and I lost the number.
0: Uh-huh. Ah. yeah, thirty for me.
2: Nine seven two six four seven one eight
0: nine three. We're talking to Avery value She is the. Uh, regional director of the South Central Office of Lambda Legal, which is uh, here in Dallas. Um, Okay, so Avery, um, from your religious background, you graduated from Bright Divinity School. uh, I did. As Jewish, (laughs) which I love. Um, It'll take another show to to talk about how did that happen, and once we can have people back in the studio. We're going to have you here to to explain yourself. Um, But you do have this religious background, and one of the types of anti-trans bills going through the legislature and here and elsewhere are religious refusals. Explain those and explain how that's so religious.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. So, um, you know, thus far, just again for context of our hearers, there have been four of those bills signed into law in uh, Arkansas, Montana, and South Dakota. Um, so one of those states has a, has a variation, two variations of those, those bills. Um, and it has been proposed here in Texas. And we've had a variation of this bill proposed last legislative session. There's one this legislative session. And what that tells us is it's not going anywhere. The other thing that's really important for folks to hear is that we certainly saw a, um, through the federal agencies under the Trump administration, a certain tax regarding what could be termed religious refusals, I'll explain what they are in a moment. And then we currently have a Supreme Court, which certainly we would feel uh, would rule one very certain way regarding this, which would not necessarily be to the benefit of LGBT people. So the landscape for this is, is not great at the moment. And when we say religious refusals, what we're talking about is a category of, of bills and legislation that would state that if someone... Um, did not want to provide care, and this is particularly speaking to, like in the case of of Texas, uh, any licensed professional. And we license a lot of different types of professionals in Texas, more so than other states, actually. A lot of different people have to get a license in the state, right? So any licensed professional, and I most commonly think of this as being your doctors, your nurses, your social workers, but it extends to a lot of other professions. If you did not want to provide care or services to an individual... Because you felt that providing that care service would would um, violate your quote unquote sincerely held religious beliefs, the state would say that that was legal for you to do that.
2: And it includes like plumbers too.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I can't fix your leak. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know,
0: well, that leak might be against my religion. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, before the show, you said you had gotten because you live in a conservative area uh, of of the DFW area. You got a um, a mailer from a Christian dental service.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I live in a place where I get these flyers, and they make sure very clearly on their flyers that they let me know they're Christian and that they are family quote unquote a family based practice which tells me, as a Jewish trans woman, something, I, I just have a hunch that I'm not the person that they're trying to target. with Well, them. maybe
0: you are, because instead of just filling your teeth and putting on a crown, they give you a crown of thorns.
1: <laughs> Probably, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what would happen if I went there. Um, that or I would just self-isolate the moment I walked in the door, so there could be that. Um but you know these bills certainly we can talk about them and I can talk about them theologically, having a, a master in divinity about why these bills and why the religious justification for that type of legislation is hollow and theologically unsound. We can certainly have that argument because they are hollow and theologically unsound. Um, and it should be stated that they are just egregious and unconstitutional. Um, to play this out, for example. Uh, for how this could impact someone like me. So say I get in a car wreck, um, an EMT could come to the scene of that car wreck, provide medical assistance, figure out either from my self confession or from their examination of my trans body that I'm a trans woman and could say, Oops, I'm not touching that person. Um, that is a trans person and I'm not touching them. Or I could get into the emergency room and have the same thing happen with an emergency medical doctor. Now. There are some rulings that would say that in in cases of emergency that uh, someone should, you know, this kind of religious refusal would not hold as true or valid. Um, And but it should be noted that when you pass a law like this, there's going to be ramifications for how our society understands what is legal and how that actually plays out. And most definitely there would be people being turned away from medical offices, from dental care, um, from any number of licensed professionals, uh, and there would be no legal recourse uh, if this type of law was, was, you know, uh, was passed and signed as a law by the government.
0: Well explain when you said, you know, say you were in a car wreck, would that be specifically a Jewish car wreck?
1: (laughs) Right. It'd be a trans
0: car wreck. Come on. A trans
1: car wreck.
0: Uh, It would be only for a transgender car wreck. Okay. Right, right. Take
1: your pick. Take your pick. Right. And I, I think this issue, I mean, this is a big issue. I, you know, I will say again, this is not new. Uh, For example, one of the cases that Lambda Legal has currently in South Carolina is an example where during the Trump administration through the federal agencies, there was a ruling through the federal agencies which said that uh, foster and adoption care agencies that receive federal funds could choose to not provide services to certain groups based upon the religiously held beliefs of that provider, even though they're getting scheduled tax dollars. So one of our cases in South Carolina is, against. A group that is the, the most dominant kind of foster and adoption care agency in this area of South Carolina, uh, Miracle Home Ministries. And they, uh, they denied not just our clients, originally action on the basis of them being Unitarian Universalists, but they're also lesbians, but also to a Jewish family mm-hmm. because this is an evangelically aligned uh, entity. So it should be noted these religious refusal bills, they're not just bad for trans people. This is bad for women seeking reproductive medicine, this is bad for religious minorities. For Muslims, for Jewish people, because most definitely we've seen proof that Jewish people, Muslim people, and women seeking reproductive care would all be harmed by this type of bill. This isn't just a trans issue.
2: And we have that, that in Texas now with the um, adoption bill that was passed last session. Um, right. Where, yes, yes, yes. Where you could go to, they've they basically deputized private agencies across the state to perform adoptions on behalf of CPS kids um, right and and do placements there and so if you're in West Texas somewhere and the only agency that, that is allowed to to um, you know, allow you to adopt a, a child um, in that in that whole entire region of Texas you could go in there and the person at the front desk based on their own personal religious beliefs, could turn you away if you had ever had an abortion, I suppose, and they disapproved of that. If you'd ever been divorced, if mm-hmm. you were a single mother, and they disapproved of that situation, if you were um, any number of things, including trans, lesbian, gay, bisexual, questioning, Jewish, Hindu, <laughs> yep. you know, any of those things, based on that that one person's beliefs, which I think is just incredibly un American and unconstitutional mm-hmm. to impose their religious beliefs on anyone as a result as as a part of their job representing mm-hmm. the state of Texas.
1: One hundred percent. And this I you know, to say again, this is within this context of again a larger national coordinated effort to um based upon a certain ideology to promote this type of a bill, And, and um, you know, obviously under the Biden administration, we are on the federal agency side in a very different place than we were mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Um, but this is definitely part of a, a long-term strategy that is very coordinated. And speak, um, speaking of long-term
0: strategies, our long-term strategy here at KNON is to stay on the air, and it is Pledge Drive. That oh, was quite the segue, David. That for good <laughs> Interruptive segue, segue but... <laughs> Well, I'm just watching the the, the time, and uh, I did need to break in. Uh, and Avery knows that we're breaking in on uh, uh, this show. Um, it, it is Pledge Drive here, and we do need our listeners to give us a call to help support the station, because especially during the pandemic, we've lost all of our events, which help fund a good portion of the bills here at k um, Things have gone up in price during the pandemic, like our rent. After the tornado blew down our old building, the new building costs more. Uh, electricity is up in price, except if your electricity was out because of the freeze, and it was here. So maybe we got a break on the <laughs> electric bill here for one of the months. Um, but we do need help to pay the bills. And when you make a pledge to kno all of your money is going to just the operation of the station. No big salaries, uh, no rental fees of shows like on certain other public stations. Not that <laughs> that will remain nameless. Uh, it's all live. It's all local. And uh, all of us who are on the air are volunteers. Um, 972-647-1893. That's nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh, If you call, Josh's are standing by right here in the studio. Why call him an anonymous volunteer? (laughs) (laughs) If you call, you're going to get Josh. Um, Or Chris. Or or Chris. He he is schizophrenic. uh, or, or you can just go online to knon.org uh, and hit the Pledge Now button. And uh, looking at our pledge list, we just got it from last pledge drive. Most of our donations came in online. So, and thank um,
2: you, each and every one of you who, who have supported us
0: with your pledge. Yeah, I do want to thank uh, Mike. I want to thank Carrie. I want to thank David and Mike. I want to thank Carl. I want to thank Stanley. Uh, thank you so much for your pledges. Uh, it's your pledges that are keeping us on the air. 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or knon.org and just go to the Pledge Now button. Um, Fill it
2: out. I'm sure you'll type your name correctly.
0: <laughs> That's right. We, we might not. Um, we're talking to Avery Bell. She is the regional director of the South Central Office of Lambda Legal, which is the largest uh, law firm defending the rights of LGBT people in the country um, any major uh, uh, court fight that you've heard of lately, uh, marriage equality um, uh, e- e- uh, non-discrimination in employment uh, that uh, went through the Supreme Court last year Lambda Legal has had its, uh, its foot in the door if, if they weren't the actual pleaders on the bill is that fair to say, Avery?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. You know, the Bostock decision, which was something we really celebrated last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was about 15 years of Lambda's legal fighting uh, that very particular argument, which was that sex as defined in Title Summit actually applied to sex orientation and gender identity as well. We argued that for 15 years. And then finally, when it went to the Supreme Court, that is the argument that won the day. So this type of stuff is a long view. It many times takes well over a decade for us to accomplish our goal. Uh, and Linda Legal is always there every step of the way, helping to build that case law, which, which gets us those big victories.
0: Okay, so we're, we've been talking about uh, the three different types of trans bills that are working their way through the legislature. There's uh, the uh, trans athlete bills, uh, the, the main one failed in committee this week. Uh, But it's being brought back, uh, and it'll be stuck on, I'm sure we can guarantee, as an amendment to some other uh, bill somewhere along the way. Uh, There are the religious refusal bills, but then there's also the um, gender-affirming care for minors bill that's going through. Um, We have one minute before we need to take a break. So before the break, just explain what that bill is.
1: So these bills are bills that would say, uh, that would criminalize providing care in a way that affirms a transgender uh, youth's self-understanding of themselves and the gender that they are. Um, And so we can unpack after the break what that means, what gender affirming care actually means. But I think the important thing to say is it would criminalize this. In some cases, the person providing the care. And in the case of one of the bills here in Texas, it would actually criminalize the parent or agreeing to such care and make it legal to take the, the, the trans youth out of the custody of their parents.
2: That's is crazy. Care.
0: So it it, they're defining it as child abuse. And so the idea that taking a child who is miserable and withdrawn and suicidal and turning that child into a happy child who's popular in school and uh, and, and doing well, that's child abuse.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's how they're defining it. And it should be noted that one of these fall bills has been passed and signed into law in the state of Arkansas. Oh. Just to our-
0: we uh, need to take a break. Uh, this is Pledge Drive here at KNON. The number to call is 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Or go online to knon.org and make your pledge there. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this.
2: Hey, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on KNON 89.3 FM. Um, this is Patty Fink, and you're in the, I'm in the studio with um, David Taffet and Josh, who is running the board and waiting for your call because it's pledge drive.
0: At 972-647-1893.
2: That's 972-647-1893. Or you, we have a new way that you can pledge and, and send your pledge, and that's if you have a cash app on your phone. Um, you can send um, cash directly to KNON Radio by, um, by using the dollar sign KNON Radio, all one um, one text string. That's dollar sign KNON Radio um, to on your cash app, and we can accept that directly. No, cash, cash app donations are not eligible for premiums. But it is one one way that you can um, help support KNON Radio and Lambda Weekly.
0: If you would like a premium, uh, go online to knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. All of the pledge premiums that we have uh, will come up on that, uh, on that page. And you can choose which one you'd like, and uh, we will send it to you when we receive your pledge uh, information. Uh, and that's the easiest way to get it. Um, one of our new... I think actually we've done this for several years in the spring. One of our new um, pledge items is a KNON baseball jersey. It's a full button-up baseball jersey in blue with a red and white KNON Dallas, Texas uh, logo in the front and a red and white 89.3 FM in the back.
2: So. And it's uh, it's for a pledge of $125, uh-huh. and it is a pretty primo item. You'll be you'll be catching some eyes as you wear that around town. And do you want to catch
0: some eyes? We have k and disposable face masks for a twenty-five dollar pledge. <laughs> because that's all you'll see is the eyes.
2: It's so. awesome. You know, I went to a local restaurant in. I live in. We live in East Dallas, and um, we went to a local restaurant recently to pick up a to-go order, and I walked in wearing a KNO and T-shirt, and the woman who runs. Runs the business, was wearing a and t shirt yeah. as well. We just did this like air high five with two <laughs> hands. It was great. And so all of those customers saw us celebrate KNON in that moment. Well, all, great.
0: Of, all of us at KNON, we're a family here. Um, we're talking to Avery Bellew from Lambda Legal uh, about some of the horrible trans bills that are going through the legislature right now. So we were talking about the, um, uh, um, um, gen- the gender affirming care for minors bills. Right. Uh, The one in Texas would make it would make the parent the criminal. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like we arrest the parent when they let a kid have a gun and go shoot up a school, or no, not like that.
1: You you know, ironically, no. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I mean, these bills are just are just so egregious, and I think you know here's the thing I want to say about this. Certainly, people should do their research. It's very clear. It's very important for people to understand that without going into all the complex detail around what it means to provide gender-affirming care to a minor, that the decision to do this is a complex decision that happens in coordination between caring parents, qualified medical professionals, and mental health care professionals. And the data and the research strongly support the current standard of practice for how gender-affirming care is provided to trans youth. So this, in my case, is a kind of a case of trust the experts, Much like with COVID, we needed to trust Dr. Fauci, we need to trust the experts. And this is why all the professional associations that oversee these types of care, including the American Association of Pediatrics, has come out strongly and said that these type bills are not aligned with the science and they would hurt transgender kids.
0: So one of the arguments, Um, one of the arguments against or for these bills is that kids should not be getting gender affirming surgery.
1: Yeah, so that's just a, you know, it's fake news (laughs) because gender-affirming surgeries aren't happening on minors, so it's fake news. You know, what what gender-affirming care looks like is um, delaying puberty in the case of some. And it needs to really be said that what trans people are very diverse, and we all approach transition differently. For some trans kids, that could look like something like um, uh, puberty blockers to delay puberty until they are of an age where they can make a decision around what transition looks like for them medically. Uh, but trans gender affirming care also includes things like using the correct name and pronouns for a trans young person. That's gender affirming care too. and so even that type of you know mental health care being provided to a trans young person that is affirming that affirms who they are in their being as a trans person, this type of bill would say that that is illegal. Is it- even mental health that is affirming
2: this is just crazy because the one of the things that strikes me is this is no different than the, than the state of Texas saying that um, a medical doctor and a mental health professional cannot affirm a diagnosis of Asperger's, for example, of your child. Or another, another condition that where they're seeking medical and mental health solutions to, to a situation. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. I mean, because to me, that's yeah. to criminalize a, a, a parent taking their child for positive care,
0: yep. you know, I mean, well, like this basically criminalizes being
2: transgender. Yes.
1: Oh, that's exactly what's happening. And so, you know, one of the things I really want to stress to folks is this, because I did say to you all earlier in the show, and I think it's really important to say that I still think there's a lot of folks who are confused about us trans folks. <laughs> We're really mysterious, right? And so here's my my pleading to folks is number one get to know a trans person like you know what if you don't know one friend me on Facebook I'm easy to find um you'll learn all sorts of trans you're not easy to find your last name (laughs) yeah well I'm easy to find because my last name's really unique um and there's only one of me but you know I would say get to I I am shocked by how many people including gay and lesbian people I am the first trans person that they think because they they can't be sure, right? But that they think they've ever known. That is shocking to me, and that still happens to me all the time, that people say, you know what? I've never known a trans person. Do
0: you know a good example of that? um, People say, oh, of course I'd know somebody if they were trans. Uh, We did a swimsuit issue at Dallas Voice one year, and biggest criticism we had, how come nobody trans was in the issue? There was. (laughs) It's just we didn't have it on her forehead. Hey, I'm (laughs) transgender. (laughs) She was just wearing a swimsuit.
1: Right. So, you know, get to know get to know trans people because I feel like, um, you know, there is a coordinated misinformation campaign. And unless you are understanding the issues accurately, any of us are susceptible to kind of understanding or, or being, you know, prey to some of this misinformation. And I've seen that even happen for some of our gay and lesbian friends. And so I would say get to know some trans people, get to know the facts. The other thing I really want to stress, I think this is important, even if these bills don't pass, and they are passing in some states, there is a
2: huge impact,
1: um, mentally and emotionally, the impact on trans people and their families for seeing our identities argued in state legislatures. And I'll tell you, I'm having, and, and other people at Land are having this happen too, we're having parents contact us and say, how likely do you think it is to build the path, and how long will it be before they go into effect? Because if they pass, I'm going to have to move my family out
0: of state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, that, a, it's that serious. Yeah. It uh, is serious. We, we have to wrap up. Um, I'm not sure if I told you this. We're ending our shows here at 10 of so that we can wipe down the counters, uh, change the windscreens, do all that kind of stuff to keep the studio safe for each other. Um, if somebody wants to get involved, they can call you at Lambda, Week, uh, Lambda Weekly, Lambda uh, Legal, <laughs>
1: Yep, so go on to follow us on our Facebook pages both nationally and uh, locally. We have a Dallas Lambda Legal page and a Houston Land Legal page. Follow us there. And follow our partner organizations at Equality Texas, ACLU of Texas, uh, the Transgender Education Network of Texas, TINT. Follow all those organizations for updates around what's going on in Austin and how you can get involved. Most importantly, do
0: something. And let your legislator know how you feel on on these issues. And I'm not telling people what to think one way or the other, but it's always good to call your legislator.
1: Exactly.
0: Avery, I want to to thank you for being here so much. And uh, for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, give us a call. 972-647-1893. That's
2: 972-647-1893. And thank you, Avery. Come back and join us again. Hopefully in the studio that would be awesome yes,
1: hopefully so so good to hear your voice patty and david i appreciate you both so much
2: well we appreciate you and i hope you have a fabulous weekend and Thanks. if you're still listening folks give us a call 972-647-1893 o r g. give us a call support us online and have a great week and um
0: Uh, If you go online, you can look at all of our pledge premiums. But we'll be here in the studio another few minutes if you'd like to call now, 972-647-1893. For all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a great week. On
1: this morning of another day, will we be hoping for a change?